again and welcome everybody to another episode of the Feasible Filmcast. This is episode 21 for August 19th, 2016. My name is Christopher and today I'm joined by Philip. How is it going today? Pretty good. Pretty good? How are you? Yeah. Huh? Pretty good. Uh, today on the show we have reviews for Batman the Killing Joke, uh, Pete's Dragon, Batman vs. Robin, as well as um, Batman Super... All right. I'm not sure what the full title is because there's like three different even on wikipedia it's different but the batman superman world's finest i guess it's based off an old comic um so we'll be reviewing that and um you know doing the news and some questions towards the end so um let's just jump right into the news and uh uh the, the very first thing that i'm really excited about is the the new dennis Vill- villanueva or <laughs> villanueva uh trailer for uh called arrival um, the new Alien Encounter movie looks, I mean, I'm a sucker for anything sci-fi, but this just looks like it's something, you know, different. Like, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll go places like, it seems kind of like Prometheus in a way where, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of enveloped in some kind of a story and you kind of get to watch it unfold like contact, you know, you get a, you get more of like a, um, they, they've spent a lot of time on this backstory and it seems like there's going to be some pretty neat reveals about, um, and especially coming from um, uh, Villeneuve, you can definitely uh, account for some really good visuals. So, what did you? Right. What do you? What are your thoughts on the trailer? Yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm intrigued. I mean, yeah, like I basically what you were saying. I think it's uh it's really interesting. I mean, it's um uh it's got like kind of a um you know. It's you know it's got like this air of kind of mystery around it, but I mean, uh, um, seems like it's got like a really good cast. Uh, um, you know, Amy Adams usually is uh, you know delivers like really uh, heartfelt roles and like you know is relatable and I don't know I think she's a good actress. Um, the concept seems like you know kind of like you said of uh, like Prometheus, it's kind of mysterious but kind of just really intriguing, just kind of it gets you excited. Like it's a it it's does, a trailer yeah. that gets you excited. Like um, you know, kind of like an Independence Day when they're in the very first one when the jets are going out to meet the alien for the first time and you don't know if it's going to be hostile. You know, you just see it, it has like a really like neat sci-fi vibe to it. Right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you just know the directing is going to be great. So that's I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then let's see, just like a couple days ago, they announced I know you're a big fan of Step Brothers. So they they announced the Will Ferrell. John C. Real- John C. Riley reuniting for like a Sherlock Holmes spoof. What do you, what do you think? I mean, it just sounds it sounds like it's going to be great. I'm not sure who's going to be who. I'd imagine I'd imagine uh, Will Ferrell will probably be Watson and Riley will probably be Sherlock. I'd imagine, and it could definitely be. I mean, or it's, it's comedy if Will Ferrell were Sherlock. Yeah. <laughs> it's comedy it all fitting together because he, like, Will Ferrell plays that great, funny, straight man, too, you know? Like, yeah. he just, I, like, the only reason I think he will probably play uh, Watson is just because he's always kind of the, the, the second, kind of like the guy who's the butt of the jokes, you know, usually. Yeah. You know, like in Step Brothers, he's kind of like the, you know, the guy that just takes all the brunt of it and, even in all of his movies, you know. Yeah, and so I don't know I, why, but I'm just, I'm just picturing it, just <laughs> making me laugh. Picturing like what his outfit's gonna look like. I'm, I know. I don't know why, but I'm, I'm like picturing him as 
like a cross between Sherlock and him as Mr. Mugatu. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I just, I don't know. Just, Man, it, I think it's, I don't know. Like, I, I, you know, like not every single thing Will Ferrell touches is gold, but I don't know. I think in, for my generation and I don't know, he's got to be one of my favorite comedians. I mean, you can put him in just about any kind of role. And even if the movie is terrible, I mean, most times you're like, oh, well, Will Ferrell was still funny in it. Oh, yeah. He's always but, funny. He, I don't know. That that guy's just a rarity in, in comedy. I mean, he's just he's like just one of those comedy greats, you know, like he just I don't know. He just puts his little stamp on everything and just just I don't know, just makes it better. You know, it's kind of like. You know, like the the American version of The Office wouldn't have been anything without Steve Carell. You know, exactly. Yeah, you just get like a, like those rare personalities that are just I don't know. It's just they take a role and just elevate it so much higher than you know it was originally intended. I mean, even if it's like a simple comedy or a spoof or you know something as simple as uh you know like Step Brothers. You know, yeah. I mean it's just so absurd, but it's just funny. Yeah, you, so. you just yeah, exactly. You just have. You, for whatever reason, you just have gold and you put those two guys together, you know? And, and, uh, I can't, like, I'm just, I just hope, I just hope it's a period piece. Like, uh, oh, I mean, that, I would expect it to be. I, I, I hope mean, it I would is. be disappointed if it weren't. Like, I mean, they could still, you know, play off, you know, just the newer Sherlock series, but, uh, man, if, it, if it's a period piece, I can just see, like, like the jokes just being so much better. And, yeah. you know, of its time and especially, especially if they're both, you know, like, you know, like, you know, Sherlock's always known for, you know, using his detective reasoning to solve any crime. And hopefully they, they, they're both clueless, <laughs> you know, like hopefully like there's some, something that they add, like some kind of like device or something that makes them smart, like something like crazy like that would be really funny. Yeah. Like, like, you know, just kind of throw throw the whole idea on its head and, 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 and introduce something like ridiculous, like not not something crazy. Like, remember that Adam Sandler movie, that click movie? Yeah. <laughs> Where he uses <laughs> that controller and goes into the beyond section. Yeah. And bed. It was just ridiculous, but nothing like that. But yeah. hopefully they, they introduce something that's funny. And I'm sure when more casting comes out, it'll just get better and better. But I'm really excited for that. Yeah, I'm on board for that. I mean, yeah. I hope hopefully... Hopefully the writing is good and hopefully it gets a good director. Right. You know, or at least someone that can deliver a, a good movie like that. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That definitely. Me too. And funny. then, um, let's see what else we've got. So David Fincher's in talks to doing World War Z, you know, the sequel. Yes. And, uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure how, did you like the first one? Cause I, I like, I enjoyed yeah, it. I enjoyed it. I mean, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was a perfect movie, but, um, I don't know. Like I, I didn't read, I didn't read like the graphic novel or whatever it was based on, but I did see the movie and I enjoyed I it. I enjoyed mean, the movie better than the book. Yeah. See, yeah. See, I didn't see. I like. I, I didn't read the book, but just going off what I saw, I enjoyed it. And um, I know there was a lot of controversy or something over the ending, how they they had to go back and like film a new ending because I don't know. I guess the original ending from the book or whatever. or you know, I guess was uh, a lot bleaker or something, and they wanted right. to leave it open for sequels or something. Right. So I understand there was a lot of controversy, but I don't know. I mean, I, I try. I mean, I'm not part of the studios. I don't. You know, I'm not part of that world. All I can go off is what I see, and I mean, what I saw, I enjoyed. So yeah, I definitely like to see more. And I think Fincher, um, I think he would definitely put a, a you know, 
an interesting take on it, especially if they let him write it and yes. direct it. I, I mean, yeah, I just I want to see like it, it's it's just great to see that because like like we were talking about with uh, Villeneuve doing that Arrival movie, you kind of want to see like these high concept movies and like you know Christopher yes. Nolan movies and things like that. It, oh yeah, you know, it just it, they're just they bring so much more to the table like on the creative side. So that's why I'm really excited to to see what he does with like because I mean he does. He doesn't do like quote unquote blockbusters, you know, he just, you know, there's like a huge following to the, to the films he directs and, you know, to do like a huge film like that, like if Brad Pitt can talk him into doing it, I mean, more power to him and I, I'd like to see it, you know? So, yeah, cause as I understand it, Brad Pitt wanted him. Yeah. Right. He's like, he yeah. Like, he's like the whole reason. Exactly. He's like the, yeah. the, the, he, he brought up the idea. And so like, I don't know yeah. if it's all just talks, but I mean, you know, everybody's writing about it. So hopefully. Right. Hopefully that happens because you'd rather yeah. see that than, you know, someone like, you know, like Mick G come in and do it. You know, someone that's, <laughs> you know, will do a good job, of course, but, yeah. you know, it, it won't be, you know, it's more of like a job. <laughs> we call them jobs, right. you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, excited about that. Um, and then the next piece of news is um, uh, so Friday the 13th for like the past, I don't know, it seems like the past like 10 years have just been kind of just, you know, they've been throwing around writers, they've been throwing around directors, they've been trying to get people on board to do it. Yeah. And the last, like, big signing was um, the, 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 that uh, Aaron Guzowski did, who wrote Prisoners, was on board to rewrite it after, like, yeah. two or three of the rewrites. So he, he's, he's supposedly still writing it, and then just, like, a couple days, we they announced that they have another new director that's on board, that uh, Brett Eisner did the crazies and that last witch hunter. And I mean, I know there's not much to say until we see like a teaser or maybe some, you know, concepts. I mean, the last concept that we had heard, it was, it was going to be, remember it was going to be a found footage movie. Yeah. They've and, officially scrapped that. Yeah, I know. It, it, it was just like one of the, it, it was, yeah. And, it, and, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, it, especially like with Halloween, you know, they were talking about doing something similar to that and, they actually released like the script you can read. Right. And, you know, if you go over the script, it, it was kind of like kind of a back to basics approach. And hopefully they do that with this one. And, yeah. you know, just seeing that, you know, maybe maybe the, the Eisner can come in and because, you know, I, I enjoyed the crazies. But, you know, it was more along the lines of like a Walking Dead kind of team up style film. Yeah. And I, I'd be, I mean, I'd be okay if they bring in some new characters, of course, but, you know, it has to deal with counselors and, you know, and mm -hmm. things of that nature. So, yeah, I they hope just need to get, they just need to get the character and the scope and everything right. I mean, right. I mean let's yeah. be honest, Friday the 13th has never been about, you know, the content of the story. It's just about, um, you know, the quality of the, you know, the, you know, the horror aspect of it and the, you know, the kills and the. Exactly. You know, just basically the way you treat your iconic characters like Jason and, you know, I don't know if they're going to bring, I think last I heard they were going to bring his mother back into it, but I don't know if that was just conjecture or yeah. rumor or what. Yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. It's just kind of things you just see here and there and there's nothing right. really concrete, but at least now, if if all these rumors are true, at least they're going into a pretty good direction. Because, I, I mean, I loved, I loved Prisoners. I I think that year I saw it like three times and it came out. I love it. And yeah. like if they can, 
you know, inject kind of some of that same essence. Yeah, exactly. I think they'll have yeah. something better than, you know, you know, your, your typical horror you see. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. that's a bunch of good stories coming out. And then, um, the other thing is, what did you think? Okay. We've had what, six movies now, <laughs> all of which have made tons and tons and tons of money. Yeah, all of which have been not based in any sense on the video game series other than the characters, really. And we have another one coming out, supposedly the last one. was it, It's called The Final Chapter, right? Or is on it, board. Resident, <laughs> Resident Evil 7, favorite director, Paul W. Sanderson's back. They all, the whole crew's back, it seems. Wesker's back. They're going back to Raccoon City for whatever reason. They're bringing back... <laughs> They're bringing back the computer kit again. They're doing the laser jump again. Nice. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I, what, what did you think of the trailer? I mean, my initial reaction was, my initial reaction was, it seemed kind of like a music video, like they were trying to sell something, and then, it, like you know, like they were trying to sell some new bike or Ducati or something, and then so that's my first thoughts. And then I was like, oh well, let's just see where they, where she goes when she jumps on the motorcycle, and then she goes back to Raccoon City. And I'm like, I don't remember really what happened at the end of the last one, but because I tried to erase it from my memory, but I don't, I don't understand why well, they're I, going back again. And but well, I, okay, I would be okay if they're going back again. I still haven't seen the fifth one, so don't spoil that one for me. I'm going to get to that one. Wait, five. Wait, isn't this seven or is this six? No, this is six. Okay, so I'm not going to... I mean, honestly, there's nothing to spoil because nothing happens. But, <laughs> like, I'm not kidding you. You, you won't believe... That, like, it, it's like it's like if you knew nothing about, like, 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 for instance, if you're trying to, like, I guess because the Olympics are on, if you're writing, like, a 10-part like a, uh, documentary series for HBO and water polo, like, I don't know if you know a lot about it or not. I don't. It, it's like, you know, the essence of the guys like swimming, you know, across and it's kind of similar to soccer and they're throwing the soccer ball on the goal and you know, kind of the essence of it. It's kind of like that last movie was just W. w. Sanderson knows the basis of how games work, like going from level to level to level to level. And he just he just wrote a story like 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 in, in like a um, like when he was making his storyboards, he's like, all right, here's level one. Here's level two. Here's, uh, not unlike um, Saw 5. Remember where they're stuck in that huge, long... Um, uh, what was it? They're, they're stuck in that warehouse. Remember, they all like each person just has to get to the next room? Yeah. Do you remember that one? It was like each person, like the, the group yeah. of people just have to get from one room to the next room to the next room right. to the next room. And, yeah. you know, it's you just like... He's like, okay, well... This next level, we're going to bring in some characters, you know, people would recognize from the games. And then she gets past that. And then the next area, you know, and yeah. the device that they use to set all that up is just straight out of like a, a video game. But it, you can do whatever you want with it. And he just chose to do like this, this structure that was just absolutely ridiculous. And well, I don't know if for, for me, I just think, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's that kind of thing, you know, where. You have like, you know, I don't know, that thing that, you know, maybe you have like uh, this movie you used to like or a game you used to play and you kind of put it down for a while and you were all burned out on it. No. And <laughs> took some time away from it. And then, and then I don't know, then you kind of just 
get this hankering to want to try it out against probably your better judgment. I don't know. That's that's where I'm at right now. I'm okay. I'm pretty excited for it. I mean, I know it's probably not going to be a good movie. Uh-huh. Um, Wait, when do you plan? Did... When do you plan on watching the last one? Um. Well, I don't know. I figured when the when the new one comes out, I mean, I'm definitely going to see it. So, I mean, I can't okay. speak for you, but I, I figured I, we could try and do maybe a show where we uh we review all we rewatch them all if you're up for it and we okay. can uh we can try to you know try to pick out like uh order them you know like we've done with uh, some of these DC movies okay and we try it to won't pick be a hard. favorite that won't be hard <laughs> you, you, I don't know like I want to know I, the the oh, go ahead sorry well the thing i was just going to bring up is like you know i don't know i i think it's just i've kind of been ready for this movie i know i think it was supposed to come out last year and then it got delayed mm-hmm. and uh i don't know i mean i'm not trying to get like overly hype it and for those listening you know <laughs> if if you want to know what you're going to be getting yourself into i mean if you've never seen them you know go watch the ones before it yeah so i mean it is what it is i'm not going to try to sugarcoat it but mm-hmm. i don't know i guess maybe i've been playing a lot of the resident evil games as of late and so mm-hmm. maybe that's what's kind of building my hype mm-hmm. i guess i'm kind of like getting uh, anticipated to see a new movie and I know it's going to be the last one and mm-hmm. I don't know I think it's going to be one of those things where it's funny because it's I kind of compare the Resident Evil series kind of to I think something we're going to talk about in a little bit which is the Fast and Furious movies mm-hmm. because if you told me in 2001 when the Fast and Furious series came out you know I remember you and I went to go see it I remember together in the theaters yeah and, and we enjoyed it you know oh yeah but if you told me in 2001 that 15 years later it was going to become this phenomenon that it is and we'd be getting the eighth movie in the series, uh-huh. I would not have believed you. You know, I mean, yeah. it just it would have seemed absolutely absurd. And I don't know, kind of putting Resident Evil, the film franchise, in that same category. I mean, it's like it's kind of absurd that it's made it this far. But I mean, it just kind of goes to show you. I think it's one of the is it. I don't know. I haven't actually looked at the numbers, but is it if it's not one of the the more successful, is it one of the most successful Resident Evil uh, video game to film adaptations in terms of gross? Yeah, de- most definitely. I, I, think, I mean, I think it has to be the, I mean, every single movie makes more and more money as it as it's gone along because yeah. he does it for a fairly limited yeah, because budget. he makes them on a on a like the the. The scales of the productions, like in what he tries to put into the movies, which I commend him, mm-hmm. the the budgets he doesn't necessarily get a bigger budget for all of these. I think the last the last big movie to have a big budget, I think, was maybe the second or third one. I think the second one had like a like a hundred and forty million dollar budget or something like that, or hundred and fifty. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, I think he's lucky to get maybe like ninety. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. seventy or eighty million. Well, I mean, and he has. He has to basically try to make a movie with he, that same scale on a much smaller budget, and I don't know. I mean, I, I think it, you, I think that definitely. I mean, I that's actually interesting to go back and look at. Actually, I guess when we do maybe the special, we can go look at that. Because yeah, one thing, one that's an interesting idea to bring up because you know I could definitely tell the budget definitely t- shows on this last one. Yeah, yeah. see, that's and that's what I haven't seen. I like because I, I, I meaning I, to. I mean, don't quote me on this, but I'm almost. It, it, yeah, I think it's like one of those Sky Captain style where almost everything is green screen. Like there may be there may be some limited sets, but 
I can almost. Uh, but another thing was, is I watched it in 3D, so it's kind of hard to tell. And, and I haven't watched it since. So, but I but I will say this: when you watch it, and in in uh, the first like five, I think the first five minutes is his shining achievement for those movies. Like it's the yeah. best part. Like like you will be 100% on board. I can get. I remember telling you this when we watched it when it came out. Uh-huh. And, and, and it is it's awesome. But then after that, it, after the it's intro, just, it just it's just the downward slope. Exactly. So, but yeah, I, I'm probably hyping myself. Know, you might be nothing. kind of talking me into it, but but then you, you I'm you, seeing you, it. I don't then, care. I, I don't you care. Go you, you go it back. It comes out in January. Come on, there's nothing coming out true. in January. That's true. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing that you're like, like, oh shoot, I have yeah. to, I have to see it over this way. I mean, it has nothing. There's nothing that you exactly. have better going on in January. Yeah, we'll have. We'll have to like save it for the we we watch the other ones and do reviews on because I have yeah. a lot to say that are yeah the stuff that you know shouldn't be in the movies you know like there's yeah. a lot of stuff there there there's a lot of there's there's quite a few pluses in the earlier movies uh-huh. but then when they start trying to inject humor and then they start trying to make the the cast bloated it it gets kind of convoluted especially if you know nothing about the Resident Evil series like. Right. You, I even get confused watching it, and I know, uh, like the entire, I've played all the games and beaten all the games, so I, I even yeah. think it's kind of hard to follow in some points. So well, the thing, the thing I've always respected the Resident Evil franchise, and granted, I'm not trying to, you know, they're not like the greatest movies. I mean, they are what they are. I mean, they have their their target audience, and I think they they usually hit that audience as far as you know interest. But the thing I have always respected about them is, you know, too many times. Um, the, uh, these, these, uh, video game to movie adaptations always try to either be too much exactly like the game mm-hmm. to where people complain that there's nothing new or they try to go in too different a direction. And then there's like, okay, well, it's not really based on, it's not really representative of the game. And I think Resident Evil since the beginning, since the very first one, they kind of established this, uh, they kind of walk this line where it's like they tell their own story, but they stay within the like the infrastructure of the Resident Evil. So, I mean, you have the locations and you have these characters, but, I mean, anyone who's played the games knows that my, Mila Jovovich's character, Alice, is totally made up for the movies. It was never in the games. Right. And I like that. I think it's neat. It adds like a like a different kind of layer to... It's like, so if you're a fan of the games... I mean, you've played them, you know the plot lines, and it's cool because they try to weave those into the movies, but they tell their completely own story, you know? So, I don't know. I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, the movies are far from perfect, and there's definitely things that they could do better, but I don't know. I guess I'm just getting excited because I know it's going to be the last one, and, and I always like to bring this up, you know? Like, like I don't know. Like, I, I, I think I was telling you this the other day, but I think a day's going to come when, you know, they're not making these movies anymore, and we're mm-hmm. going to look back. It's, you know, as flawed as some of the entries may be we're gonna look back and say hey you know i kind of i kind of miss those resident evil movies coming yeah. out you know yeah kind of fun so i don't know i i don't i probably am someone someone else, will pick, someone else will pick up the reins of course because yeah they, they're not gonna let they're not gonna let an established series especially when it makes them guaranteed money to sit there it just won't yeah, happen I, they may I not doubt that. like so. Yeah. They they may introduce you know some new character in this next one. You know, it's probably the end of the story with with yo, of course, Alice yeah. and Paul the 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 yeah. kind of structure that Paul Anderson's been telling. But you know, I don't know. I mean, I think if they make 
an entertaining movie that kind of concludes the series and you know they try it's always fun like when they bring in characters from the games because i know us as fanboys we're kind of like oh there's wesker or, yeah, oh yeah. there's chris or something or leon you know so mm-hmm. i don't know i think if they can like even if they just bring in a bunch of random co- things from the you know like just try to cram a bunch of characters and zombies and weapons i mean you know yeah. it'll probably even if it's like a like a uh incohesive mess you know i'll just be laughing yeah that's true but i don't know i mean yeah i guess we'll we'll see see come january yeah we'll see um but yeah i guess do you do you want to go ahead and get into the reviews now yeah sure okay so um the first one we have is uh um based off the graphic novel the the killing joke and i think it released what like two weeks ago or so and um stars all the classic uh, voice actors like Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill are back in the fold. So that's definitely a welcome addition. And uh, yeah. they, they kind of, I'm sure we'll get into it, they kind of vary from the, the comic quite a bit. But um, what was your what was your overall impression of it? Or what did you think well, of it? Well, um, I, I, I think I told you this. I've never seen the, I mean, I've never read the... Uh, yeah, that's why I'm so curious comic. to see like what you think. Because then I can kind of... So, I yeah, mean, the, the book's been out a long time, so we can go ahead and... Right. You know, just talk about it like freely because yeah, it's fine. FYI, there might be some spoilers in here. Yeah, I mean, the, the book's been out a long time. It's one of the most popular. So, you know, just a yeah, like a mild spoiler warning. We're not going to like talk endings or anything, but right. uh, I definitely uh, want to talk about the first half. Just judging from what I saw, um, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought the uh, I, I mean, I was really pleased with the, the way they did the animation. Me too. Uh, uh like I said, Kevin Conroy is, uh, um, as Batman, as Bruce Wayne Batman. I mean, he's, um, it was definitely, it was definitely different kind of seeing him because this is definitely, um, I mean, we should point out that the, the killing joke is, uh, um, the, the, the movie that came out was rated R. So I know yeah. that they wanted to, it's, it's one of the few DC, um, animated features that they did that. And I know they did it too because they wanted to, try to get closer to the material and do it justice. Right. And it was definitely kind of different because the way, of course, the character was written, as I'm sure it was written to um, to follow the events of the book, was definitely a much more uh, kind of darker and mature version of uh, the kind of the animated series Batman that you're used to seeing. But, right. um, I mean, I thought Kevin Conroy, I mean, he delivered the material well. I mean, he did his... He's just got that classic, uh, just, you know just that classic deep Batman voice, you know, like that dark, mysterious, um, you know, delivery in his performance. I thought he did good. I thought, um, Mark Hamill did an awesome job once again as the Joker. Yeah. I think, I think that is by far his best performance. Yeah. It's like, it's with, with his, cause like my favorite part was the musical number he does at the end in the fun uh-huh. house. I thought that was fantastic. Like he's really, he's oh, really yeah. going for it. That, that was because yeah. I know I hear, you know, it's getting like these past couple. He said he'd never do it because it's really like straining on his voice. Uh-huh. And uh, I just thought it was like the the most creepy, like best performance he's done. Like, <laughs> yeah, that I can remember. So and I don't know if you know this, but did you know the the Tara Strong who did the voice of Batgirl? Did you know she's also the voice of Harley Quinn? Oh, no, that's cool. Yeah, I know that. the one who's done the voice of Harley Quinn and just about all the. Like in the Arkham series and in like the animated series. Uh huh. 
Yeah, she did the oh, voice cool. of the. Yeah. And um, yeah, like well. so. What did you think of like what like especially like the first half? What did you think of like compared to the last half? Um. Cause I mean, the, I, I, cause you know, like, I for, like, I guess I can go ahead and I, I guess I'll just go ahead and kind of like say like, so where the book starts, it's weird uh-huh. because like, I, you know, I'm okay. You know, I, I mean, I, of course there's a, a book that goes along with it. So you kind of have to look at it, you know, through like, you know, rosy tinted glasses yeah, and, you know, and yeah, judging it off from the book really. And I thought that the beginning, I, like the first 30, 25 to 30 minutes aren't in the book at all. And, you know, it's just there to kind of set up the, the relationship between Batman and uh, Batgirl. And I, I don't know, it's to me, it kind of seemed like it was unneeded. Like it, it, it we, we I don't think you needed any type of bond between them, because what I thought was going to happen is I thought it was going to vary. You know, they, they changed the beginning or they added to the beginning. But I thought that there was going to be more to it that they added, you know, afterwards, you know, like at the very end or or maybe you know, 70% in like the, to make you like be like, Oh, okay. Well, that, that added extra baggage, I guess at the beginning was needed, but they never really went there. And so like basically where the book starts is where, when Batman goes to visit Joker, like, you know, and you find out that it's the um, impersonator in the, in the jail cell. So, you know, that's like 40 minutes, 35, 40 minutes in. So, yeah. And you know, all of that was pretty much, I'd say pretty much perfect there towards the end. And yeah. um, I guess that was kind of my, my only thing was the beginning. I thought it, it ran kind of long. And like I was saying, it really didn't, you know, it just didn't seem like it added much to the, the overall storyline. You know, I didn't feel any, you know, I, I guess I didn't feel anything extra because there wasn't anything extra to, to bring to the table. I mean, I know there's, well, you, I think it, I think it, like I, I kind of got that it wasn't in the book because of basically the opening dialogue. Uh-huh. How she says, "I bet this isn't the way you thought this would story would begin," you know, with her Batgirl's voiceover. And um, I, I, I don't know. I personally, I think it, it, it was. I think they added it to kind of give more, uh, I don't know, more levity and more, uh, I don't know, more, um, I don't know, more more of a connection to the events that kind of happen towards the end. Right. And, uh, and it kind of gives, gives it more weight. And I personally, I, I could say maybe they could have scaled it back a little, but I enjoyed that it was there because, um, I knew the gist of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't, I didn't know exactly how it all happened or, or yeah. what the motivations were. And that was definitely neat. Like in the later half, which I'm sure came straight directly from the book is, uh, they actually tell, it's uh, probably is it. I don't know if it's one of the few times they've actually attempted to tell Joker's backstory. Right. That's um, and that that's that's the that's my favorite part. You know. Yeah, and it, and it's neat too because everyone's kind of portrayed him a differently. You know how you know he fell in the vat of chemicals, but no one like that's exactly where everyone started. You yeah, know, no one's ever gone back before that and said like, well, you know, what was Joker like when he was just a regular guy? And yeah, they so attempt neat. to fill that in. And that's that's a really interesting side of him. And I think, like, to make a good villain, mm-hmm. um, it's like you almost need you almost need to see him like as the like like as a human being before they were this villain. Like, how did they become this? Mm-hmm. So like you can kind of sympathize with, you know, oh shoot. Well, then you almost feel sorry for him, you know, even though they've like done all this horrible stuff. It's like it's like you get you get how they got there. And I think that's, 
that's 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 probably the best part of what the Killing Joke does, and it's really oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. But and uh, yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed the part at the beginning. I mean, I I I like I said, I haven't read the book, so I don't know how. It, I mean, maybe maybe they could have. Uh, like I, I guess it would have been I guess it would have been fine if it was a little bit like you know if it just wouldn't have taken so much time to get where it did you know yeah exactly like the little, I guess it's a spoiler you know but yeah. to get where it d- does is it takes a little bit of time and I just felt like there was more they, I mean I guess they could have added a little bit more to that part and and especially yeah. if they were going to add that to the beginning kind of like I was saying I wish they would have uh, added maybe something extra towards the end to kind of wrap that up but uh, right. Um, but other than that, you know, I, yeah, I liked, I really liked, you know, the way that they portrayed the book section. I love the, the suit and the Batmobile I thought looked really cool. Um, yeah, of course, Joker's backstory was great. Um, but yeah, like, uh, like I was saying, it, it, to, for me, I guess it just really got going once the, once the comic started. But, uh, you know, and then, you know, seeing it play out on screen other than reading it and, you know, them taking kind of the cells straight out of the book, like kind of like they did with Civil War. I thought was really neat, like the iconic images. Right. So, you know, for like a homage, I thought was really neat. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much a, uh, it's definitely a, it's 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 definitely up there as far as a lot of the DC films we've been watching. So um, what would you what would you give it out of five stars? You know, I, I'm on the fence. I. I, I go back and forth between a three point five and a four. I'd yeah. say I'd say about a three point seven five for me. Okay. Yeah, that that's that's pretty much where I'm at. I was at like a, a three point five. So okay. yeah. Um but uh yeah, so moving along, did you want to did you want me to to to, to do Batman and versus Robin and then um we can do Peach Dragon after that? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so um, I, I just like I don't have a lot to say, but uh, but Batman vs. Robin is um, another animated film that came out not too long ago, and um, I know we were gonna try to like you know pack as many as we could in, and I tried to watch as many as I could, but there's still a lot more out there we haven't gotten to. <laughs> yeah. Like especially yeah, like I'd be really interested to watch a lot of the Justice League movies after watching some of these that I've seen because I feel like I'm oh, yeah. learning a lot more. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so this one. Um, basically this one is just about Batman and Robin kind of butting heads um, because Robin still kind of has this instinct to, or it's Damian Wayne. He kind of has an instinct to kill, uh-huh. you know, from, from his father and his mother. So they're, they're trying to, or, or the way they was trained from Ra's al Ghul. And so yeah. they're, they're, they're kind of at ends against with each other. So, you know, it's kind of at that stage where Robin's like sneaking out at night from Wayne Manor and going and like, you know, uh, you know, fighting a bunch of thugs and, you know, kind of like trying to find his moral compass. And I loved all that. I thought that that, that stuff was great, but the overlying plot has to do without getting too much into it. The, there's this, uh, kind of this group of assassins called, they're like another group of assassins called the court of owls. And, you know, uh-huh. you learn kind of about them. And, um, one of the problems that, w- one of the things that, that kind of strikes me about watching a lot of these Batman movies is it just seems that, all the bad guys always have these hoods or masks on <laughs> that there's like some huge reveal. Every single one of them, like they have like some huge reveal at the end. And this one's no different. Like there's this court of owls, like grand master, he wears this mask and they're wanting one of the disciples of the group to, to go and get Damien and turn him to, to fight uh-huh. for him because they kind of go out and it's not, it's very similar to kind of Batman story. Like 
they, they try to find him or, or, or try to find like, you know, kind of kids who are unfortunately in positions that, you know, where they want to try to fight back and turn them into assassins. And, you know, right. one of the disciples goes after Damien. And so that's kind of where they butt Batman and butts heads because, you know, Batman finds out that he's been spending time with this owl. Um, his name's Talon. Like they've been spending time at night, like going through and, you know, and, and uh, kind of similar to what Batman does. They foil people's plans, but the Talon guy actually kills, kills people. And so that's the, the moral yeah. dilemma. And so, but yeah, overall, the animation was great. Um, the, um, I love, like I said, I love the dynamic between Batman and Robin. I thought all that was great, especially bringing Nightwing into the fold and seeing kind of his position, you know, cause he was kind of someone who, who Batman brought in. So you kind of get, you kind of get the dynamic of, you know, he's raised him to be, you know, kind of like an outstanding person and he's trying to do the same thing with uh, Robin. And, um, but I mean, other than that, the, the storyline with the court of owls, I felt was kind of like a little bit too long, like a little bit bloated and okay. the, the journey just doesn't really justify the actual outcome at the very end. So there, there, there's kind of like this huge ridiculous fight scene at the end where like Alfred turns on some kind of a Batman Hulk buster and it goes like a, it, yeah, it's I don't know if that I guess Batman has stuff like that. He's like he has like a it's a full on Batman Hulkbuster costume, but it like it's like <laughs> sentient. It like goes off by itself, like rampaging like Wayne Manor. Like <laughs> it's it's great. like it was good. Like like you know the action's still good. I just had to laugh. You know this is yeah kind of ridiculous kinda, that they kind of have to add that. But uh, yeah. but yeah, I, I just enjoy my Batman movies that focus more on Batman. And, you know, like with Bad Blood, this one, year one, kind of all we were talking about, you know, Batman not being in it that much. Mm -hmm. It's weird because this is another one. Like he's in it a lot, but I like the ones where he's more uh, focused and more centric character. And oh, okay. they, they kind of hold, yeah, they kind of hold their their idea of just the, the whole, you know, Wayne, his his parents getting murdered again. And, you know, you, you know, every single one seems to have to bring that up. But uh I just wish that, you know, I'm sure they're out there. I'm just, I want to watch the ones that are more Batman focused. So, uh, right. but other than that, um, uh, what, what, would you, what would you rate it? I'd give it a two out of five or I'm sorry, 2.5 out of five. Okay. So, I mean, it, it's good. Room. It's it's good to throw on. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. So, um, do you want to go ahead and review, uh, Pete's dragon? Yeah, so uh, I recently had a chance to see uh, Peach Dragon. Um, of course, people remember, um, you know, the original from, I believe, the 60s, late 60s, um, early 70s. Um, but basically, this is just a modernization, kind of reintroducing it to a new audience, to a new generation. <coughs> and um, uh, basically, um, the, the story is, uh, you know, starts as... Uh, it actually starts off with like a kind of a sad note. Um, the boy is actually driving through. Um, he's yeah. driving on a on a car ride with his parents, hey, and uh, they, what's up? Okay. Okay. And uh, yeah. yeah, he's driving. He's basically driving on a car ride with his parents, and uh, they basically have an accident. Um, the car kind of flips. Uh, the parents are, you know. We don't know exactly, but I, you know, I guess they were killed in the accident. And the boy is kind of, you know, I think he's about five, they say, and he kind of escapes to the uh, uh, the forest area. I mean, he barely gets out of the car, and then 
um, you know, he's all alone, he's scared, and then he meets up with uh, this dragon, and that kind of sets off, sets him on his path. You know, he he learns to survive. You know, they become, they have this bond, and uh, and it just kind of sets off on this kind of adventure of, you know, a boy's bond with uh, this uh, kind of this, you know, uh, I don't know, just uh, this unlikely relationship between this giant dragon and this boy and it's a pretty heartfelt movie and i mean overall i enjoyed it um i mean i my my only my only thing with it is i think in the early part of the movie it uh it actually uh it starts off with him uh they kind of set up the boy um they kind of spend a, a a good deal of time on the boy um uh like they kind of build up his character and uh you know they kind of like like you know like you know how he what happened to him and how he had to survive and uh and then he kind of gets rescued but i kind of felt like as soon as they built up you know they spent this time building up the boy then after that it was just kind of like pete you know uh the dragon um uh elliot which he named elliot from this book this storybook that he had was just kind of like there like i thought they could have done a better job of building up elliot's you know the the dragon himself um but um, but it's just kind of a, a, a nitpick, you know, I mean, uh, and then eventually, uh, you know, the boys kind of separated from him. And and uh, I don't know, it's just kind of about like finding I know there's a lot of different little messages in there about, you know, you know, finding, you know, strength and independence within yourself and, you know, learning to to uh, be part of a family and stuff. And um, I don't know, it kind of took me a while to uh, to kind of get used to the whole dragon but, uh, um, but, you know, because the look of him, I, I liked the look, but they kind of made his face kind of all kind of furry, uh, with fur kind of, which kind of reminded me more of like the, the little, uh, I forget his name, uh, from the never ending story, um, the little dog character. And, uh, I don't know, it just kind of reminded me of that. And it was kind of offsetting, but by kind of took me a while to warm up to it. by the end of the movie, I, I uh, I really kind of came to enjoy it, but I mean it it had a it had a good cast. It had a Carl Urban. It had um, Bryce Dallas Howard, who you know did a kind of a you know delivered like a real kind of convincing performance as a you know uh, affectionate mother, and you know she took this boy in with her family and cared for him, and you know she's a park ranger, and she only she only believes in uh, kind of what she can see. Uh, even though her father played by Robert Redford, another great, uh, actor, um, he was the only one to supposedly have seen it, but no one believed him. And she didn't, you know, she never really believed it because she didn't see it. And she, you know, had grown up those, uh, been in those woods all her life being like a park ranger. So anyway, it's kind of a story of, uh, you know, like finding yourself and a story of, uh, you know, kind of people believing in magic and kind of the unexplained. And it was just a really good heartwarming story. Um, but overall, I, I enjoyed it. I, I'd give it probably about a, a solid three out of five stars. And we're back. Sorry about that. I had to take a, uh, important phone call, but, um, I just want to let you know that the show will be cut a little bit short, uh, this week. Um, but we will be getting to your questions and, um, the rest of the reviews next week. So just bear with us until then. But, um, I want to thank everybody for listening, and uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at Lee Van Martin, and uh, visit us there, um, rate us on iTunes, 
Just search for Feasible Film on iTunes if you're not subscribed and subscribe and, you know, and uh, share it on your Instagram and Twitter and YouTube. Any, anywhere you have social media would be a great help. And uh, thanks again for listening. And uh, until next time, stay feasible. <laughs>